Hello, welcome back to episode three. My name is Lava Michelle Gray. I am your host. And we did actually just change the name of the podcast. Um, I kind of mentioned in the first few episodes that I was not sure yet about the name. I was not settled on anything yet. But I ended up settling on the Embodied Feminine podcast because that really, really resonates with what I'm moving through in my life currently and what I'm passionate about, what I have been passionate about for the past few years. And You know, maybe that will evolve with time, but right now it feels very, very fitting for just what I'm moving through. So for today, I wanted to talk about how to move with the seasons and cycles of Mother Earth as well as the seasons and cycles of our bodies. And so the specific reason that this topic came to mind today is because I have been feeling, it's December 29th right now, and I have been feeling a lot of pressure, a lot of pressure to perform and to do more and to sort of move against my body's natural instincts, to move against my body's natural desires. And so winter, obviously, for Mother Earth is a time of resting and really, really going within sort of like that releasing, rejuvenating time. And it's the same for our bodies. You know, animals naturally go into hibernation during winter time, and so do human beings. We get more tired. We have less energy. There's so many ways in which we move with the cycles of Mother Earth and Mother Gaia, where we are also brought into ourselves in the winter months. And it's so easy for us to ignore those natural instincts of our bodies to want to rest, to want to go within. And I feel like it's very much a thing of our current society, right? It's a very um, patriarchal thing. Um, And this is not a podcast to hate on the patriarchy. But I mean, like, I don't love the patriarchy. But that's not what this is about. This is about (laughs) bringing that balance right? So bringing that balance between the masculine and the feminine. But it is a very patriarchal thing because within this patriarchy, we're so focused on needing to always do more, needing to always create more, produce more, grow, grow, grow. Like if you're not growing, you're dying, which who said that dying was a bad thing? Because there are certain parts that are not serving us and it wouldn't be so bad if we took some time to let those like die off so we can be reborn anew, right? Death is a very natural part of life. But yeah, generally speaking, this patriarchy we're in is very focused on always having to do more, create more, keep going, keep keep thriving, keep growing, whatever it is. It's always this go, go, go. And you can find that, you know, not just within women, but within men, like we all feel this way. And if you think about how it really applies to us on a more personal level as women it's when you look at our menstrual cycles and the way that those are treated in the western world this patriarchal world where you know if we get our period you don't get time to just rest that's not something that's encouraged like when you are on your moon cycle when you're on your period you're just expected to keep working to keep showing up the same as everybody else whether it's playing sports or going to school or going to your job 
you're meant to just like, or you're not meant to, but you're expected to push past that, to push past that discomfort, to push past your body's natural desire to rest and to integrate and to shed. And so we do that with pretty much everything in life. And I feel like that's what's created so much of this disconnect that we have in the world and why the world is the way it is, is because we've become detached from not only the present moment, but we've become detached from our bodies. And the way I see that in relation to our, our relationship to Mother Earth and her cycles is we all always spend time, like I'm sure you've heard it and I'm sure you've said it, like we're all guilty of it, where maybe it's winter time and you're like deeply desiring for it to be warmer out and you're like, oh, like I hate winter. Winter's so depressing. I just want it to be spring. I want it to be warm. And then it's summertime and then you're like, oh my God, it's so hot. I can't wait for it to cool down. You know, whatever it is, like we're very either we're very attached to a certain season, like we only love a certain season, or we don't care what season it is. We're always longing for the next season. We're always like, oh, I'm tired of this. Like, let it be the next time. Like, we're very rarely actually present with what's happening around us. And that's also reflected, or that is actually a reflection of the fact that we're very rarely present of what's happening within us. Because we're very rarely taking that time to just be quiet and be still and go within and listen to our bodies. And I mean, that is at the end of the day, like if you think about all the problems we have in the world, literally like the wars we have, the freaking social injustice, it all stems back from the inability for humanity to go within and to really like look at themselves and to be with themselves and to be present with their feelings and be present with their emotions. And that is that feminine energy. Because when we refuse to be present with ourselves, when we refuse to listen to our bodies and what our bodies are communicating to us, then we can't identify what's going on. And then instead we project our own feelings, our own emotions and our own experiences onto whoever, whatever we perceive to be creating this experience within us. So we would find somebody to blame. So that's always like, a a a people a certain a certain group a certain race you know whatever it is it's always this somebody outside of us whether it's religious whether it's because of the color of your skin whether it's because of your nationality whether it's because of your sexual orientation there's always this projection of the enemy outside of you because you don't feel safe within your body you don't feel safe going within and being present with yourself and actually identifying like, hey, I'm having this experience of anger. I'm having this experience of sadness. Like, what does this mean? Like, we don't allow ourselves to actually feel it and to work through it. We just identify there's like, oh, my God, there's this feeling. This is overwhelming. I don't know how to emotionally hold space for this. And so instead of trying to like actually like process it and hold space for it and integrate it and then release it we instead see it as this enemy and are like, oh my God, somebody's causing this. I have to attack this person that's causing this. Like I have to take this anger and project it out to somebody else because that's the only way we know how to deal with our emotions. Because that's most of us, that's the only way we've been taught to deal with our emotions. Like we're very rarely as children taught the emotional intelligence and like taught how to have the capacity to hold space for all that emotion. And so 
we've turned into the society that something uncomfortable triggers us or something comes up within us, a wound or a shadow, something that's wanting to be looked at and our body reacts to that physically. We emotionally react to that instead of being able to go within and really integrate and hold space for that emotion and to allow it to pass. We then project it onto somebody else and we then turn somebody into the enemy. And this is at the end of the day, the cause of all conflict in the world. And it's really, really just this lack of presence. And this is why embodiment is such a huge part of creating this new earth. Why embodiment is such a huge part of creating heaven on earth. Not just for the planet in general, but also for ourselves within our own realities. Like being able to manifest our desires and what we want. It requires a certain amount of presence within your body. To not only really understand like what you're desiring, but also what your body needs to act on that. What do you need to move through? What's currently blocking you from achieving that? Like being able to be present with that too as it comes up in your body. Because that's what our bodies do. Our bodies store emotion. Our bodies store memories. Like every single thing that you have, like you have basically this this dream reality you want to live in or this ideal reality you want to live in your heaven on earth and the collective has this heaven on earth that they want to live in and whatever standing between you and that heaven on earth is within your body like that information whatever you need to look at is stored within your body and you will feel it in your body it will manifest within your body if you're only willing to listen and and listening doesn't mean having to do this it's not supposed to be complicated it's not supposed to be this process of oh like i need to i need to like i mean it's it's helpful it's really impactful to go back to past lives or to go back to your childhood and i always recommend healing something at the point of creation like going back to the point where it was created but most of all you're just meant to feel it you're just meant to like that's your body is literally meant to feel Like your body knows how to naturally process emotion. This is why we cry. Like people hold back tears. It's like literally tears are your, your body has this emotion. It's literally like, okay, like this is my natural way of getting rid of it or like working through it or processing it. But we're like, oh no, I can't do that. Like we're so weird about it. We're trying, always trying to repress our, our body's natural. It's like we don't want to feel our feelings. As soon as we feel feelings, we're trying to identify what's going on. What am I feeling? Can I give this a label? Can I give it a name? Why am I feeling this way? Where is this coming from? We're we're thinking, we're using our brains. We're not actually allowing our bodies to do what our bodies do, which is feel. And that's all you have to do. Like that is the whole process of alchemy is meeting the shadow or meeting the pain or whatever it is. And just seeing it, witnessing it with unconditional love is what alchemizes it into love. That's what shifts it into love. And that's really all that we have to do. It's very, very simple, but we overcomplicate it. And we're like, oh, I got to fix it. I got to heal it. This this person's fault. This person's fault. Project, project. And it just like feeds it and fuels it. And we never actually allow for ourselves to process it. And so, yeah, bringing it back, right, to the cycles, the cycles of, of nature, the cycles of our bodies, There are natural times, and if you look at a woman's cycle, for example, your period, so when you are actually physically bleeding, that is a time for shedding. 
That is a time for releasing, for dissolving, for letting go of all that that is no longer serving you. So I will often find, and like I'm sure you can resonate with this, where we all suffer from PMS. Maybe not all of us, but many of us suffer from premenstrual syndrome, where things will start getting triggered, right? We're like very irritable right before we get our period, and we really are really quick to like write that off as being hormonal, but like, what is it that's being triggered? Whatever's being triggered is something that's already within you. Because if you didn't care, you wouldn't care. Like, it's, it's the same thing with, like, astrology or the moon. Like, the moon's not going to, the cycles of the moon aren't going to make you care about something that you don't already care about. It's just going to heighten what's already within you. And so your period does the same thing. It's like right before you get your period, you start getting triggered and all these things start coming up that are things that want are wanting to be moved through, emotions that are wanting to be moved through. And then when you bleed, you're literally physically shedding. Like women, um, historically, in ancient civilizations, were believed to shed for their community, to shed for their family. Like women would take on the shadows or emotions from the community or from the tribe or the village and then they would shed them during their moon time and then like people would literally give them so much space and like rest and the women weren't allowed to cook food during that time because it was believed that their energy of their period would then like negatively affect the food or that energy would be transferred into the food and I don't know if that's true or not honestly no opinion on that but it's really interesting I think it's really really interesting and yeah, so the thing about that is that when we're on our period, we are in a time of shedding. And I feel like our periods very much sort of align with, you know, the moon cycles, the nature cycle. Like, it's all very closely knit together. Um, you know, the earth, we go through fall. Fall is the time of shedding, which I feel like is very similar to our period. Then winter is the time of, of stillness, of going within, of contemplating, of like integrating, preparing for new birth, for new life. And that's kind of the period there between our, our period and our ovulation. And the ovulation, obviously, that springtime is that time of being reborn, of new life, of new hope, of just like the sun, like the light coming back in. And then summertime, that period between the ovulation and the period, um, I was kind of trying to find like a good metaphor for this, but I guess it's just like there's there's energy. You know, I mean, there's a lot going on. It's like preparing. It's preparing. It's thriving, but it's also preparing for the shedding again. So, yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of us, and I for a long time did too, resisted our periods. I actually did not have my period when I was on birth control. I did not have a period for. Gosh, I want to say like two years maybe that I did not have a period. And I remember my gynecologist, she was a woman and she had told me, she was like, yeah, it's not natural for women to have periods all the time. Like, you know, naturally women are supposed to be having babies all the time. Like we're not supposed to have periods all the time. It's not really natural for our bodies. She put me on this birth control on the, on the Nuva ring is what it was. She put me on the Nuva ring. I did have my period and yeah, I don't, I, I mean, I enjoyed it at the time. I was like, yeah, fuck, no period. Like, I love this. But looking back at it, I'm like, wow. Like, I really, and it took me a long time. Like, I'm still, I actually was on um an IUD after that. So I didn't get my period either. And I, I now I'm not on any birth control at all. I'm completely birth control free. And my period and my cycle is still recovering from that. 
it's literally changed and altered my cycle. Like, it's not the same as it used to be. I don't bleed as much. My it's cycle is way shorter than it used to be. Like, it's created this inconsistency within my cycle. Or, I guess not maybe inconsistency because my cycle is pretty consistent. But it's just so different from what it used to be. And that almost makes me sad because I look at it and I'm like, you know, I... I, I affected that affected my body like I I suppressed my body's natural urges to be and that affected everything within me like it affected my hormones it affected I was in so much pain all the time like there was so much going on like it affected my my sexual desires I remember when I got off of um my birth control for like for the when I actually got all the way off I think I've been on birth control since I was like maybe 11 and I was not sexually active when I was 11. It was more like that was sort of like the, the thing to get into like being an adult it was like, you know, like, Oh, I'm a teenager. <laughs> like I'm going to be on birth control. And it was just a thing. Like we wanted to have the pill. It was like a rite of passage almost as a girl going to high school. And so I got on birth control when I was about 11 and I literally like I always struggled sexually from that age on like as a teenager as a young adult I was like there's something wrong with me like I'm just not naturally as aroused like it's not easy for me to get wet and so my body was not naturally producing what it needed to or not naturally it wasn't working I don't want to say in the wrong way so I don't want to make a judgment about it but it just like it wasn't natural it wasn't working or operating in the way that it should have been at that time especially at that age like I was a teenager like hello um hormones raging but no not for me <laughs> but yeah I became sexually active with my partner um my fiance right now and I don't know I mean like sex was good like the sex life has been good but at the same time there's always been this disconnect of like not and me not feeling like my body was working like always like feeling there was something wrong with me and I got off of birth control and I want to say about two months after getting off birth control when I was starting to balance out more I, I was like getting turned on I remember my underwear got completely soaked and that never happened to me before like I used to like have a really hard time just getting wet even for sex, like it used to take forever. We used to do a lot of foreplay or use a lot of lube. And I was like, oh my God, like my body's actually working. It's actually working. <laughs> so that was something that, you know, birth control like suppressed something so natural within me with our cycle. And it's again, it's a reflection of everything we do. Like we don't honor the seasons of Mother Earth. We don't move with the seasons of the Earth. Like we're always like, go, 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 like, keep going, keep going, keep, keep pretending it's freaking, like, summer every day, keep pretending it's, like, we keep going as if, as if things aren't radically changing outside of us and within us, and I think there's this internalized shame around it, which I've experienced, and this is kind of, like, what, what inspired this podcast today, because, or what inspired this episode, not the podcast, but, what inspired it was this feeling of like, okay, it's winter time and it's just been winter. Like we just got out of fall. Literally it's the 29th, like fall was until the 21st. I feel like it's been winter, but it's been fall. And I've just shed so much. Like literally 
life has come in with its freaking storms and just ripped everything away. Like it's wreaked havoc in my life. Everything's been torn up in the best ways. It's been so deeply serving me. But now it's like the calm after the storm, right? It's winter. Everything's been stripped away. Like nothing is what it used to be. I'm left and just like left with myself. And it's time for me to integrate. It's time for me to go within. It's time for me to be present, to be calm. But I, I have been having a hard time doing that because I've been having this feeling of I need to produce more. I need to do more. Like in order to be successful in my business, I need to just do more, do more, do more, create more. But that's not actually been natural for my body and for my emotional self. Like I haven't been desiring that. I've been desire. I've been tired. Like I get tired at like four. I want to lay down. But I'm like shaming myself. Like I can't lay down. I'm done enough today. Who am I to lay down? And like you think about it, there's so many people who don't even have that option. So many people who work nine to fives who are going to school, whatever they're doing. And they don't get that option to just lay down at four o'clock and like take a nap. Like I get that option. I've built a life where I get to lay down at four in the afternoon, but I'm like still dealing with that internalized shame of the patriarchy of no, I need to be doing more. I should be doing more. Like I'm not allowed to rest. I haven't earned rest. I haven't deserved that. And I was really, really sitting with that and thinking about it. I went for a walk and I was just present with the earth and present with winter and mother nature. And I was realizing like, this is sick. Like, this is crazy. Because for me to keep going right now, or for anyone to keep going, when your body is telling you no, when your emotional system is telling you no, to keep going is doing yourself such a great disservice because you are robbing yourself from the time of rest and integration that you need to come back when that springtime comes to like come back and really thrive. If you think of a tree, if a tree were to take all of its nutrients and try to keep growing leaves all winter long, it would die. It would get sick. It would become weak. That's not what this time is for. This time is for, for releasing everything that's no longer serving you, for taking that time to really deeply go within, to hold space, to rest, to integrate. It's like you've just released all the things that are no longer serving you so much has fallen away from your reality and now you're left with just like the, the essence of who you are and it's time to really sit within that and sit with yourself and sit with your body and sit with your emotions and hold space for all of that to hold it in love to hold it in just pure acceptance and to then alchemize that and from that place, you come up and you rise and you like thrive and you shine and you blossom and you grow. And it's magnificent, but we are robbing ourselves of that process. Like we're not allowing ourselves to really, really grow. And like, that's what all of us are doing. Like no wonder we're in this society where Freaking, we're all exhausted all the time. We're all, like, just numb to life. We're just freaking zombies walking around. And no one's 
wanting to make a change. No one's wanting to do anything. Because who has the fucking energy to? Because we're not taking the time to energize ourselves. We're not taking the time to do what needs to be done. It's like we're never taking time to sleep. Like, you know, that's it's like the dramatic example of it. But it's like in that term, in the long term, it's like we're never taking time to sleep at night. Like n- nighttime, it's like dark. Okay, like let's go to bed, rest. But we're not taking that time. We're always going. Like it's going to hit you at some point. It's going to wear you down and your body is going to scream at you. Like people get sick. People get cancer. People get whatever they get. People get really, really sick because their body's literally like, listen to me. Like I'm trying to communicate, like, listen to me. Like it has to scream at you for you to hear it. And so I guess the point of this whole episode is just to remind you and to give you permission to know, like, it's okay to, like, listen to your body. That's the most amazing thing you can do for yourself. It is the the, the thing that will most deeply serve you is to rest when you feel you need to rest, to be present with your body. Life doesn't stop moving. And that's kind of like something we have to work through, this misconception we have to work through. When it's winter or when you're on your period or when it's like the, this feeling of, um, I like Sarah Nicole Oracle talks about this on her podcast, the sex priestess podcast. She talks about the prostitution wound where the prostitution wound is something that's so deep within our society where we feel like we have to sacrifice our body or our well-being for survival. And so we do that within our jobs, right? Where it's like, we feel like, oh, I have to work when I'm on my period, even though it's uncomfortable and it doesn't feel good. I have to sacrifice my own well-being to survive. That's this prostitution boon we have in our world. But if you think about the actual natural cycles of nature, you know, Mother Earth, like the trees are not unsupported in the winter. They are still like it's raining. The earth, the soil is being fed. They are growing. They're just growing in different ways. They're transmuting and alchemizing in different ways, but they're still supported. They're still okay. Like Mother Earth never stops providing, never stops supporting. And so we have to lean into that knowing and understanding that. And that's kind of the scary part because that's what's been so conditioned out of us because we've been taught to live so deeply in fear. But to really deeply know and understand that it's safe for us to go within. It's safe for us to take that time and to know that we still will be supported through that. Because we're always held and we're always carried. There's no conditions to that. It's not like you're only carried when you're working. You're only carried when you're growing. Like you're also carried through your cycles of death and rebirth. But if you look at it within your body, like when you're on your period... Your body's, like, you're bleeding. Your body doesn't stop working. Your body's just shut down and go, okay, see ya. Like, you're still fine. You're still functioning. Everything's still working. You're just going through a process of death. You're just shedding layers. Everything else still operating fine. Like, you're still alive. You're still going. You're still surviving. So to know that we are on a spiritual and, and... energetic and financial level also supported in those ways and mother earth is supported in those ways and that it's safe for you to create a life where you can be embodied and listen to your body and even if you have to do that around your nine to five 
how can you cultivate more awareness and more presence in your body around that? Like when you get home from work, how can you take time to be present with your body and be present with what you need, what you desire, what's your body asking of you? And how can you honor that? How can you listen to that? How can you maybe integrate if you're working a nine to five, how can you integrate more, more rest within that, that day, that work day? Because, you know, I know when you're at work, you're, you're not working the full eight hours. We're just not that productive. Like I'd love to say that as humans are that productive, but we're not like I have a good two to three hours in me every day and then I'm done. That's literally all like the motivation creativity I have is that. And so really kind of understanding and listening to yourself and being like, okay, like instead of trying to push yourself for the full eight hours and producing 20% of what you could be, how can you give yourself completely fully a hundred percent dedicated for like three hours and get even more done than you would otherwise. And then, appropriately rest and honor yourself in between that time to really really like be present with your body even within those moments and to like dare to have the voice to speak up for that like how do we make change we make change by inspiring change standing up for change i remember i used to work in food service and i'm thinking about like an eight hour shift in food service if you're ever resting, it's like, if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. You know, we've all heard that one. <laughs> but uh, I guess it's like being able to communicate with your supervisors and like inspire that change. And if they're like, oh, you know, we don't care or whatever. Well, you know what? No, because... Your external reality will always reflect your, reflect your internal reality. So it's like you have to make that change within yourself first. You have to honor within yourself first, and that will shift people around you. That will shift circumstances and situations. So it does start with it. But if you're struggling, if you're in that position where you're like, okay, I don't know how to do this. I'm trying to respect and honor my body more and listen more. But my boss just said, you got time to lean, you got time to clean. And I stood up for myself and... They said, we don't care, you slave away for us. And you're like, I gotta slave away because that's, you know, I feel trapped, whatever it is, whatever situation you're in. How can you make that cleaning a meditation? How can you breathe through it? How can you like still honor yourself in that moment? Kind of working with what we've got in those moments while we learn and work to break free from those situations. Okay. So those are my thoughts for today. About cycles and rest and being present with Mother Earth. And that's really a good, good way to practice. If you don't know how to be present with your body, you don't know how to be present with yourself, can you start by being present with Mother Earth? Can you... Learn how to appreciate that it's winter when it's winter and don't try to change it and just accept the fact that it's winter. I accept that it's cold and like make the most out of that. And then do the same when it's spring and summer and fall. And then within your body, 
when you have your period? Can you not try to change the fact that you have your period or when you're tired, try to push yourself or feel like you need to do more? Can you actually like honor the fact that maybe you just want to lay on the couch and order a pizza and just order a pizza? Like, can you do that? <laughs> okay. That is all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Embodied Feminine Podcast. My name is Laga Michelle Gray. You can find me on Instagram. I will put my um, little link in the description of the episode. And I will talk to you all next week. Thank you for tuning in.